When I coached a high school dance team, I used to start every season with a mix of emotions. There was excitement, nerves, doubts, a zillion plans, all these goals. There's a lot of moving parts at the beginning of the season. I talk a lot about self-talk with dancers and how we can help them, but it's also really important and a challenging mental skill that doesn't come easy to most of us as adults. Today, however, I want to focus on some of the negative self-talk that coaches and dance teachers may be experiencing at the beginning of the season. No matter how many years you've been at it, self-doubt trickles in, and I want to dispel the myth that there are dance educators out there who always have it all together and never doubt themselves, because in my experience, those people don't exist. We all have some negative self-talk and doubts that doesn't make you a bad coach or a bad teacher. So in today's episode, I'm going to share 10 common self-doubts I see in coaches and teachers and what you can do about those doubts, because we're all in the same boat here. Welcome to the Passion for Dance podcast. I'm Dr. Chelsea, a former professional dancer and dance team coach turned sports psychologist. This podcast focuses on four main pillars, motivation, resilience, mindset, and community. Each week, you'll learn actionable strategies, mindsets, and tips to teach your dancers more than good technique. This is a podcast where we can all make a lasting impact and share our passion for dance. Let's do this. At the beginning of a season, there's always that mix of emotion, the excitement about this new group of dancers, the clean slate to kick off the year but there's always those nagging doubts that sneak their way into my mind. And while it's easy to say to myself, you know, focus on the good, you've got this, both of which I think are good advice, sometimes the negative doubtful thoughts are louder than the happy, enthusiastic thoughts. Usually we tend to focus on the negative and move right past the positive. And there's a lot of psychological research on why we do that, and it's frustrating, but Regardless, most of us do. Even if there's lots of good going on, we just go flying right past that and focus on the negative thoughts. And I want to say that it doesn't matter, again, how experienced or how veteran you are, we all doubt ourselves sometimes. The best way to combat those doubts as a coach is to realize that you're not the only one who stresses about these things at the beginning of the season, or the only one who doubts themselves from time to time or has these negative thoughts. We all do it. So in the spirit of community and support, I wanted to share some of the doubts that I usually have as I start thinking about a new season. And as I go through these 10, you know, I don't usually have all of these every year, but some different combination depending on what year we're coming off of, what the group of dancers are, how I'm doing, you know, but no matter what, I always had at least some of these at the beginning of a season. As you're listening, some of these may resonate more than others, but as coaches, we are humans and we're always trying to improve and grow and do our best. And that desire for growth usually comes with that evil twin of doubting our ability to pull it off. Here are 10 doubts dance coaches worry about at the beginning of a new season. Number one, I doubt I made the right decision about team tryouts. What if I left someone out that I could have kept? I, I talked about tryouts more at length uh, around uh, for episode 11. So if you do, you know, company auditions at your studio or tryouts for your team, uh, maybe this is a place of doubt for you. I always second guessed myself around auditions and mostly because I was worried that there was somebody who would have been wonderful for our company or our team. And I cut him or her. And that 
feeling like I might have made the wrong choice there caused all sorts of doubts. You know, I would wrestle with, you know, what did I, did I do the right thing? Should I go back and do something differently? And ultimately, like I have a really good process for auditions and I know I can trust that. But those doubts were always there of what if I made the wrong choice? And unfortunately, that's one of those doubts, like I can't ever know. And I can't go back and like choose the other path and see if it would have been better. (laughs) You can't know. So that doubt about tryouts always snuck up on me. And the best thing I have found is to just try to have a really good system around it and how I make those choices, whether it's having you know, other coaches and teachers around me that I trust that can talk it through with me, you know, have a really solid process. So I know the type of dancer that I'm getting. It's not just about being a technical dancer, but about their character and their work ethic, like all of those things play into it, which helps me just rely on the process and say, like, don't doubt it. It's, you know, you have a great system. It's okay. Move forward. But that doubt about starting at the very beginning of the season, did I make a wrong choice? Like at the very beginning, am I starting off wrong? That doubt was there often. Number two, I doubt I can handle that parent all year. There's usually at least one, if not many, who as unfortunately, as I know you dance educators understand me, that there are dancers that I'm really excited to have, but then their parents worry me (laughs) that I don't want to deal with the parents all year, or I doubt that I will be able to handle it. And again, I just have to rely on my peers. This is where community comes in. When we have other dance educators who understand other coaches who can help us and realize that, you know, we all need that support. We all need help with a parent who maybe has you know sent a horrible email or who is, you know, venting in a text message and like, we need support. That's where I feel like community is the biggest help for us in the dance world because we're always going to have a challenging parent who maybe makes coaching those certain dancers a problem. And that's usually what I doubted at least once a year that I'd have some dancer that I would take on the team and think that parent is going to be such a challenge. But it's, again, it's a doubt. I would always rely on my fellow coaches and teachers who understand because I don't think anyone understands our world quite like those of us who are in it every day. Number three, I doubt I have enough time to accomplish everything. Usually this is where that mix of emotion comes in, where at the beginning of the season, I have these grand goals and plans and I'm super excited. And then all of a sudden I think, how am I actually going to pull this off? How much time do I really think I have? And how many goals do I really have? And that's where I start to really dig into the plan. And I am a big fan of kind of big picture planning, breaking it down into smaller goals. Um, I have a planning workbook uh, that, especially if you are in a school setting, it's a good system, but it works even if you're in studio world. I'll link to it in the show notes. That planning workbook just is a way for me to take that big picture of all these dreams and goals of what I want to do this season and, and actually narrow it down to say, like, what do I actually have time to do? What are goals that are realistic that I can get to? What's going to challenge us this year and really help us move forward, but not have too many lofty goals where those doubts start to come in of like, I'm never going to pull this off or I'm going to lose my mind when I try. So helping me to stay a little bit realistic because I usually doubt all of my dreams and goals at the beginning based on time. And if I can really map it out and say, this is how much time I truly have, how much time things are going to take, how am I going to tackle these in practice? That helps kind of squelch that doubt so that I know I have it mapped out and we will be able to do it. Number four, I doubt I will be organized enough to stay on top of my duties. Something will slip through the cracks. And this is coming from me as a planner, is I 
I always have some doubt that I missed something, right? And I, if you are a type A planner like me, maybe you feel this way too sometimes that like I can plan everything, but then something will happen that I'll be like, oh, did I miss it? Am I something is slipping through? And so the organization side, again, is something that I've really worked on as an adult when I'm in charge of all these dancers to say like, how can I make sure we don't let something big slip through? few things I do, again, that planning and organization system. Um, I have a project management tool that I use with assistant coaches. And online one, there's two, um, Asana, A-S-A-N-A, and Trello. Both are, there's free versions that are great online that can help you organize yourself, especially if you have assistant coaches. Or um, I relied a lot on team leaders, seniors, captains uh, to kind of help with that stuff as well. But that was a a common doubt at the beginning of the season of like, how am I ever going to stay on top of this? Like, I'm going to drop the ball on something really important. And so making sure I use some of the time in the summer to kind of like set up that organization system, that's going to save me when you get into the heat of competition season and you already have things mapped out and ready for you. So you get those reminders that come up for you instead of letting something slip through. Number five, I doubt I can keep the team motivated and focused all year. I feel like I hear this one from coaches all the time. It's like, how am I going to keep them motivated all season? We all know that dancers go 12 months a year. There is no off season. There's a summer that I like to call improvement season because we don't usually quit. You know, studios are competing at nationals in the summer. Dance teams are going to camps. Like we don't stop. Many of us struggle with like, how am I possibly going to keep everybody motivated and focused all year? And that's another thing, you know, I talked about motivation way back in episode one, and it's something that you have to like constantly work on little bits every day, keep it in your, keep it as a part of your practices in your classes. But also remember that it is very natural for motivation and focus to fluctuate. It's going to go up and down. And if you have this expectation going into the season, that is your job to keep them 100% focused and motivated for 12 months a year, that of course that doubt's going to come in because that's an unrealistic expectation. So know that those fluctuations are natural and they're going to happen. And then try to do your best to, you know, bring in all these tricks and helps for motivation as much as you can. Um, But it's know that it's going to fluctuate. This episode is brought to you by the Tears System. The Tears System is an app for dance coaches made by dance coaches that gives you the tools to empower your dancers and take control of their technique and development. The app provides you with over 150 skills broken down by category, turns, leaps, jumps, acro and tumbling, and by level, beginner through elite. And the skills list is customizable so you can make sure it fits your unique team. The app tracks dancers' progress through the skill progression so that you and your dancers can transparently see where they are in their skill development and what they need to do to move to their next level or tier. You can access the dancers' full skill list, see which dancers are strongest in which categories, and select any skills to see the list of dancers on your team with that skill with the click of a button. The tier system provides you with data insights into your team's progress, goals, and the future. Some other bonuses include tutorials to accompany those skills so dancers can learn independently, practice plan templates, cleaning checklists, discussion prompts for team leaders, and more. You can register your team for the Tiers System app at thetierssystem.com or use the link in the show notes.
Number six, I doubt I will be good enough to help us reach our competitive goals this year. That one personally used to get me a lot where I would feel like I'm going to be the reason we don't win this year, or I'm going to be the reason we don't reach our goals in that like my coaching isn't good enough where, you know, I make a poor choice somewhere along the way, or, you know, I don't take care of them enough with strengths and conditioning so that they're healthy or the goals are too high, or it's the coaching decisions that would get me like, I'm going to do something or I'm not enough. And I won't, it'll be my fault, right? I won't be the one who's able to do it. So while it pains me to say that, I do think it's important to share because I think a lot of people doubt their own abilities. Like I'm not going to be good enough to help our team get there. And that's the kind of negative self-talk I was getting at at the beginning that it is it's normal and it's natural, but you got to recognize that self-talk and then notice it and say, that's terrible. Like I, would I ever say that to a fellow coach or just, you know, somebody I care about, oh, you're not good enough to help you reach your goals. Like, of course not. I would never say that to another person. Why am I going to say that to myself? And that's a lot of times what that negative self-talk feels like is it's nasty and it's mean. And why do we do that to ourselves? So just recognizing that when it happens and knowing like, nope, that's not okay. That's not how I'm going to talk to myself. I need, I am better than that. I am enough. Number seven, I doubt I can come up with something new and creative this year. Maybe this just comes with years and years of doing it. But when I'm trying to think of, you know, new music, new choreography, training ideas, themes that I might need to come up with choreography. Sometimes I just at the beginning of the season are like, I am tapped out of ideas. I got nothing left. And I doubt that creativity. And maybe, you know, for some people that creativity is flows more easily, but I think even our most creative friends out there are going to hit roadblocks, right? They're going to hit that creative block where they struggle a little bit. And that's another thing to just keep in mind that like you may have a creative block at some point and may struggle with ideas. So when you're at a point, maybe it's in the summer, kind of in that little bit of a lull in between the two seasons where things are just not as stressful as the rest of the season, really think about what inspires your creativity. Where does it come from? Are, is there certain music you listen to to get in a good mood? Is there certain, do you like to go on walks? Do you like, is it like solo quiet time where there's no noise going on? Is it conversations with certain people? Like, what is it really that helps those creative juices flowing and like write out your like top five things I do when I am stuck. And then when you are stuck later in the season, you can remind yourself like, nope, I got this. I have a plan. I know what I need to do to be able to get, get things flowing again. Number eight, I doubt I'll have enough energy to pull off this year. I don't think that's just this last year. I think that's every year where I start to think in the summer of like, oh my God, I can't do this again. Like this is too much. And it's, it always feels a little overwhelming and always feels like, how am I ever going to do it? And yet we do it over and over and over again. Um, but I just think that's, a, again, a normal doubt of like, how am I going to pull this off? But I will say if you reach the end of the season and you are really, it's not just a like, I'm a little tired, I need a break, but it really is feeling more like burnout to recognize that and really take stock and stop and think about it for yourself and say, am I, am I getting burned out? Did I do too much last year? Do you need to protect yourself a little bit? Do you need to set some other boundaries? Do you need to get more help? Like, are there things you might need to do to help you get through the season? Because I think we have a culture of, you know, dancers in general of like push through and push through and make it happen. And, you know, the show must go on and that will always be a driving force for us. But then when we're the teacher and we're the coach, we do the same thing and we push through, even if 
maybe it's, it is too much and we're not protecting ourselves anymore. So if it feels like, oh, I don't have enough energy to pull this off and you're just tired and you need like a, you know, a full week off of everything closed and nobody to talk to you and shut your phone off, then do it, of course. But if it feels like it's more than that, notice that and start to think about what kind of boundaries may need to happen or other resources or what needs to change to protect yourself next season because you really can pull it off. Number nine, I doubt I will be able to inspire everyone to work as hard for our goals as I will. This is another one that comes up a lot in my private coaching where I have coaches who are so driven and so motivated and these teachers who want everything for their dancers and their frustration comes when the dancers don't want it as much as we do. And like, how do they're, they're never going to want it. Like I do. How can I, you know, I'm giving everything to these dancers and they're not giving as much back. And then I think again, that comes from this place of, I can't inspire everyone to work as hard. And that's not entirely on your shoulders, right? I want you to understand that your own, you know, motivation will shine when you are in classes, when you're in practices, right? Like you show up and you let them see how motivated and excited you are. And it will inspire most of them in and of itself. Just your presence there is enough, but it may not reach everyone. And some of it's on them. Like the dancer has to own that, that you are not responsible for their inner motivation, right? You, they have to come to the table with a desire to improve and work hard. And there are lots of things you can do about the culture of your class and your team to help make that happen. But they have to come with their own levels of motivation. You, it's not your job to inspire everyone from ground zero. And number 10, I doubt I can do this alone. This was a real big problem for me the first quite a few years of coaching and teaching where I felt like I was on an island and I was the only one I had no one to talk to. And I think this is where a lot of my focus on community comes now that so many coaches do this alone. And so many teachers like early on in their teaching feel like, like there's no one to talk to, or they're going to, you know, they could lose their job if they bring something up or they can't talk to someone from another studio or another team. And I am so such a strong believer in the community and the support of each other and sharing resources and sharing advice and just sharing a safe place to vent. And that is something, again, it took me a lot of years to figure out. So I just want to throw that out there as my last one, that if you ever feel like I can't do this alone, or I have no one to talk to, community is there for you. And it's just about reaching out and finding those people because I guarantee there's someone else who also doesn't want to do this alone that can be there to support you. The thing is, some of those doubts are probably true for you and some are not, but here's what's very likely true this season. You will make mistakes. You will regret a decision or two. A parent will make you crazy. You will struggle to keep everyone inspired and motivated at some point during the season, but that's okay. You're still a good coach. You're still an impactful teacher. What's also true is you will likely accomplish what you want if you stay focused and have a plan. You will have energy to pull it off some way, somehow, we always do. You will create an incredible opportunity for creativity, growth, inspiration, and fun for your dancers. And the bottom line is, you are enough. If you're looking for some other great resources to start your season off strong this year, I'll link up some other uh, resources I have in the show notes. So wherever you're listening to your podcast, if you take a look at the show notes, I'll have these all linked for you there. There's that practice planner that I mentioned, that kind of roadmap to organizing your schedule so you achieve your goals without feeling rushed right before competition. I'll also link up a 
workbook on how to write a coaching philosophy. And it does say coaching, but this is, I have one as a teacher too. And it's so valuable to take the time to put this on paper. You may have thought this through in your head before, but the best way to have a drama free, focused, motivated season is to make every decision from the foundation of a coaching philosophy. And that starts with writing it out. There's also some help with uh, leadership training. If you have uh, traditional captains or just seniors or like advanced dancers that you want to be leaders, you want to help teach them to be those leaders that you want. That takes a lot off your shoulders. Um, another thing you could try this season, start a journaling practice with your team. You bring everyone closer and kind of set the tone of motivation and intention for the season. I have some journal prompts to get things started for you linked as well. And of course, some fun team building games. There's always a great way to start off your season by helping the team get to know each other better. But here's my bottom line. Don't let the doubts be louder than your excitement for the season especially if we don't know exactly what this next season will look like. Try not to get caught up in the what ifs or how well I for this whole year. When those doubts sneak in, notice the thought, decide if it's really true, and then let it go. You are in control of your own thoughts. So fill your mind with positive affirmations. Believe in yourself because you are enough. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with someone in our dance community. The best way for me to reach more people in the dance world is when we hear about it from someone we trust. So please share away. And thank you for listening and keep sharing your passion for dance with the world.